This coming Sunday, the 28th of March, is the start of Holy Week. And it's a Sunday we call Palm Sunday, when we welcome the King. And who is the King? Glad you asked. Welcome to Con Café. I'm Pastor Hernando Valverde. We're looking at John, the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 16, in the New International Version of the Bible. Hear now the Word of God, verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Dear friends, this is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, happy Monday, dear Concafe family. And as we anticipate the celebration most churches this coming Sunday will have is Palm Sunday. We pray that the days leading up to that event prepare and bless you, dear friend, for all experiences leading to Palm Sunday are blessings to be had and shared. We've been praying for Austin Police Officer Elijah Neely. I don't have any updates on him. He is still intubated, and he is having a pretty rough time. But we do know that his wife has started a GoFundMe campaign to help with their hospital costs. And uh, Officer Neely has been in the hospital since Valentine's Day, February 14th. And while we can only imagine the cost that the family will have to bear for his treatment, please continue to pray for this officer, for his healing, for his family, and for his co-workers. Pray for others who are praying for him. Now I'll place a link at the bottom of this devotional for those of you that are reading this uh, there on your computer or phone, if you would like to contribute to his GoFundMe campaign. Also, two children of uh, one of my first cousins from Chicago are also battling COVID, and they are also in serious condition and need our prayers. I would just ask that you pray for the Rivera sisters, the Rivera sisters. Thank you for your time. Thank you for loving God enough and for loving one another enough to pray for even those that you don't know personally. And I pray God bless you in whatever it is that you are facing. And as always, I invite you to pray for one another, pray for yourselves. We thank you again for your kindness and understanding for Nelly and myself to enjoy time off together. It was very relaxing. We also got some work in. Uh, I send out congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. David and Norma Marroquin of McAllen, Texas, who on Saturday celebrated 50 years of wedding, wedded bliss. In my conversations prior to my officiating their renewal, David let me know that three times he asked Norma to marry him, and she would only reply with maybe. Even while kneeling, this is the one that got me, even while kneeling at the altar, uh, 50 years ago, while the pastor turned to do something on the altar, David asked Norma in Spanish if she would marry him, and she smiled and laughed and said, again, maybe. <laughs> uh, these are two great people who have blessed my life and many with their faith and what they have shared with God. Uh, Norma was a United Methodist back 50 years ago. Uh, David had just returned from Vietnam.
uh, met her right away and uh, got uh, involved with her, and he also became United Methodist. They are currently members of First United Methodist Church in McAllen. I would add that David uh, and I became friends when he attended, the, <laughs> this is funny, the day before a walk to Emmaus begins <clears throat> is not a good time to say, you know what, I'm going to go. But he did. He said, I'm going to this walk to Emmaus. And uh, he went, changed his life. Norma also got excited about what had happened to her husband through this retreat, and she also went. And they've blessed many people with what they've done through Emmaus. Now, David, I need to add, was on a team I led to someone in uh, Puerto Rico back in September 1991. And I remember the date because I was invited back as the spiritual director of that walk uh, to Puerto Rico for their 10th anniversary celebration. Now, funds did not allow me to attend, and that weekend turned out to be the 9-11 attack on New York City. I told Nelly that had I gone to Puerto Rico, no telling uh, when I would have been allowed back with all that followed that uh, very tragic event. Nelly also had surgery that weekend, and her surgeon had to rent a car in California to drive back to San Antonio to be with her for that operation. What a time in our history. Well, friends, Sunday is Palm Sunday, and Palm Sunday sets the stage in our hearts as it did on that Sunday in Jerusalem, for what Jesus was all about. Jesus enters the holy city as someone special. The festival being celebrated during that week was Passover, and that's why, as the scripture I read says, the crowd that had gathered there for Passover, which usually was a very large crowd that would come to Jerusalem, those that could afford it, and they had already heard about Jesus and who Jesus was, what Jesus was doing, and what Jesus was all about. And so when they heard that he was coming in to town as well, they prepared a welcome for him that included palm branches and the shouting of Hosanna, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they even made it more political by shouting, can you imagine, blessed is the King of Israel. Not what you would expect uh, the, the real King of Israel at that time what he wanted to hear his enemy shouting. Yet Jesus did as he was supposed to do. He found a young donkey, sat on it as a powerful symbol of Jewish history and heritage and a fulfillment of prophecy that said, see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. His welcome that Sunday would be far different from the cry shouted out on Thursday night and all morning on Friday. And it would be after Jesus' resurrection that they would finally realize, they would finally understand just what indeed had happened with Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Now think about it. If you've ever done a study of people or just take time to think in your mind what was going on in the minds and hearts of those people on that Sunday. I think a study of people on Sunday would have shown excitement and hope in the hearts and minds of the people there and the coming of this itinerant rabbi who just might be the political, listen, the political Messiah that Israel wanted, the one that would overturn Roman rule and perhaps restore the glory and greatness of Israel back to it. And uh, people were excited. They said, this has got to, to be it. Now, Jesus had a reputation. The people heard about it, and so they said, well, maybe, maybe he is the political Messiah 
we wanted. After all, he had cured the lame, he had cured the blind, he had cured a multitude of diseases and the multitudes of crowds that were brought to him, and he had even raised the dead. But study that same crowd of people on Friday afternoon. What would you find? I think that study would show that most of those excitedly shouting for Jesus' arrival as king were now joining the voices of others who wanted him dead. And sadly, many would truly believe that Jesus served no purpose and that his death would be the best thing for their faith. I've often wondered, would I be among the crowd shouting for his death on Friday, even though I had shouted his welcome on Sunday? Or would I have felt faith take over my life on Sunday to shout for his release on Friday? I thank God I was not there, but I am here now. And how I live my life shouts out what I truly believe and what I truly want from God for me and for others. What are you shouting? Let's pray. Loving God, come into my heart. Come into my life, come into my family, come into my work and my play, and be king. Be he who reigns over me and protects me. Let me live a life that shouts my love for you in a way that will draw others to you. Let this be a beginning of a revival and reawakening of faith in all people. This we pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Shout your life in Christ today. Let all hear it. Use words if necessary. Thank you for joining in. I pray you receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Dadi Guadalupe. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer for you. Amen.